Okay, good morning church. Welcome to uh, our service this morning. Just wanted to, um, to say it's, re- it's really good to be back with you. Uh, I've, I've, had, I've had a couple of weeks uh, just uh, away and before we, just, before we get into God's word this morning, I just wanted to share with you a couple of things uh, while, I've, while I've been away. Uh, the, the course that I attended was about strategic thinking and, um, and I guess ministry decision making, which is really useful for us in our, in our current context. Um, it also gave us some really, uh, I guess, some, some really good time to go see the family, some really good time to, you know, just to, just to sit on the beach talking to God, which is something I haven't done anywhere near enough of uh, in, you know, just in recent times. And a couple of things I've just, I've just got on my, on my mind that I wanted to share with you. Uh, and the first one is I just sense that there is a need for us right now, n- not, not, n- not just for me, but, but also for us as a church. Um, to, to go a lot deeper with God and a lot deeper with, with one another before we worry about making the bigger impact, which is obviously something that's on my heart, but, but the other things have to work first. Um, I've, just, I've just felt, I guess, a real sense of conviction from God in, in recent times that God wants us slowed down. He, wa- he wants us going at, at His pace, and that's how it's going to work. <laughs> Especially as we get to this to this uh, annoying season, I guess, with you know um, annual general meetings and and all those those other unique things like pastors' votes and bits and pieces. Um, another thing I, I should just share honestly and honestly and personally with you as a church uh, is something that um, you, you can obviously tell that just because of who I am that I'm you know, that I'm passionate about God moving uh, in His church and passionate about passionate about, about this church being all that can be. But I think it's just important that I, that I tell you that I've, I've just realized on, on reflection that, that maybe sometimes um, with that passion that you share with, some of what comes across maybe can, can come across as a criticism rather than a word of encouragement. And I, I just sense that I should probably just, just say publicly right now um, that that's never, been, that's never been the intention, right? It's never been what I've intended to do, and and it's probably just something that I, something that I that I am very mindful of, and um, there, there's always a, there's always that balancing act about, about about trying to balance God's word and how God's word speaks to us, but but also how to share that in a way that's actually appropriate with where the church has been. So I'm just wrestling with those two things right now, and just think it's worthwhile um, that I that I that I put them before you. So we're in, we're in uh, the end of chapter 3 of, of Mark. We're in our series called It's All About Jesus. And uh, we, Ray preached last weekend uh, and, and, and he did sort of introduce this, this, this passage. Our passage this morning is the last four verses. Okay? Uh, the passage says, Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. They stood outside and sent word for him, come and talk with them. There was a, a crowd sitting around Jesus, and someone asked, "Your mother and your brothers are here, outside, asking for you." And Jesus responds with, "Who is my mother? Who, who are my brothers?" And he looks around around at them and said, "Look, these are my brother and my mother. Anyone who does God's will is my brother and sister." And mother, like it, it's a. So, I guess Jesus is in this crowded house, and he's preaching, and he's and he's sharing with people, and he's healing, and he's you know just talking to people, and it's this it's the 
the crowd probably is has has a whole different heap of different levels to it. You've you probably got religious leaders like the Pharisees who who were there, but they're not happy with him breaking all the Sabbath laws and and all the religious rules that they've given people. Uh, last week they the Pharisees when 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 Ray shared talked about how. They're essentially trying to discredit Jesus by, by accusing him maybe of being demonically possessed or he's working for another power. You know, I guess they're trying to discredit what he's, what he's doing. And back in verse 21, we, we read that his family have also got concerns about Jesus' ministry as well. And maybe, maybe I guess, reading between the lines, that they're, that they're, that they're sort of like... We're a little bit embarrassed about what Jesus is, all the fuss Jesus is causing. And so they try again today to, you know, let, let's, let's, let's go get Jesus. Let's go find him. Let's, let's, let's get him because, you know, just come with us. Calm down. Let's, you know, go for a walk. Let's clear our heads. Let's stop being so divisive, right? And the family in, in this context carried, carried in a massive amount of weight. So... Jesus would, would have, I guess, felt the pressure to, to, to almost stop what he's doing, walk outside, resolve this question, and then go from there. And instead, what he does is he says something quite provocative, in a sense, about who is this family that, that God heads up. The question he asks is, 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 who is it that is welcome in my family? Who, who is it that's welcome in God's family? It's, it's an interesting question to unpack because the people he's talking to, who, who are they? His family can't hear what he's saying at this stage. The Pharisees are listening, but they're only listening with their, with their, with their um, I guess, their tick, you know, their tick boards to see if he's doing all the right things so they can critique him. The people, the people who do hear his message and do hear what he's saying are the sick who are, are people who are sick. They're people who are poor. They're people who are, you know, disadvantaged. Pe- people who he's healed. Pe- people who are who, who who are curious. I guess they've they've come with they've come to Jesus with real needs from the real world, and they're saying, "I I haven't got my life sorted out." And they come to Jesus because they recognise that there is something about him. That they're, that they're desperate that only he can provide. And I want to I ask you, church, is that the approach that we come to today in our church? Because that's a really important thing that we've got to think about. Je- Jesus is now announcing that, that, that belonging to God's family is, is no longer a matter of what race you were born into because that would have been a, a really big surprise for the Jews who, who, who just assumed that if you were born into that race and you followed all the commandments, that you were good enough for God, right? We also learn right here that, that belonging to God's family is not a matter of, of somebody's social status or somebody's um, you know, appearance or somebody's wealth or someone else's you know, perceived uh, value compared to somebody else. It, it was instead based on... Uh, a person's response to the person of Jesus. And it's beautifully, I reckon, spelled out for us in Romans 8, which, which, which actually spells this really this, this out beautifully. 
Romans 8 verse 14 says that, says that all who are led by the Spirit are, are what? They, they are the children of God. You have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. In, instead, you have received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Father. Abba, Father. It's this really you know, passionate and, and loving term. For his spirit joins with our spirit to, to affirm that we are God's children. You see, you see, belonging to God's family was not something that you earned your way into. It was something that you were adopted into in a spiritual sense simply because of what Jesus has done and simply because of how you respond to him in faith. So, so he, here's the good news for us today, church. The, the door to, to enter God's family, the door to enter and to be adopted into this family today is wide open. And it's wide open for everybody. And in that family, there, there, is, there is freedom from the preoccupations and the worries and the concerns and all the other stuff that's going on in, in our world. There's also, I reckon, a sense of security in knowing that, that even though in this world I don't belong, there's, there, there's something else that I belong to that only Jesus can provide. And I, I guess my question today is, is, do you know that security today that Jesus offers? Now, what's, now what's happening in, in this story? We've, we've, got, we've got a situation where Jesus' family is essentially trying to get in the road of him doing all that God calls and all that God has asked him to do. Now, I know there's a couple of kids here this morning and, and I, just, I just want to say to the kids, you, you, you might read this story and you sit there going, hey, Jesus didn't have to listen to his parents. He didn't do, he didn't do what his parents asked. Mate, I, I don't have to listen to my parents, right? And there's probably two problems with that. One, what, one problem is, well, Jesus by this time is an adult. He's probably in his 30s. Um, so, that, so there's, yeah, he, he, he's, he's, not, he's not a kid. And he's also the living God. So unless you have those two things, you probably don't, you, you probably never graduate from, this, from, from, from the need to listen to your parents, right? I've never, I don't think I've ever done that either myself. But, but what Jesus is saying here, or what, or what, what Jesus is demonstrating, is that, is that on a spiritual level, I must embrace what God has intended for me and that has to come before what my family expects of me. This is, this is a tricky one, right? I, I can't let somebody else's expectations dictate how God might want to use me in this life. You know, one of the great things about churches, we're, we're, we're often full of families and over... Uh, and I, and over time, those families across different generations connect and they become little interdependent little webs of, of connection. And then, and then, and then you know, kids start meeting and they start getting married. And, and, the, and yeah, there's, just, there's just this, yeah, there's, there's this great challenge, I guess. Right, right, and we have that challenge today, today as well as a church. There's a massive challenge before us for our, for, for our parents and for our grandparents to create a kids ministry and a youth ministry and a and Sunday mornings, but but also in your homes, 
You've got to create an environment where, where your young people can, can flourish with Jesus. Like that's that's, that's what, what, what all of us want, right? But in, in that environment, there, there is a risk that two things can happen, okay? And, and those two things are that sometimes you end up living out somebody else's faith rather than yours. And the other thing sometimes is that, is that your family and the way that somebody in your family has, has always followed Jesus before becomes a barrier to how God wants you to follow Jesus, right? And I guess the, I want to I say to you today that, that there's, I'm sure there are people here or people listening to this message who, who, have, who have been for today living off somebody else's faith for far too long. And what Jesus is saying is, is I, don't, I don't want you living somebody else's faith. I want you living yours. He's, he's saying, I, I'm, I'm interested in you, in, in you be, being part of my family. He's, Jesus is not interested in you living somebody else's faith or somebody else's expectations he's interested in in you living his way today now there are also there are also some of you maybe who who today assuming that that living for jesus must mean a lot of what other imperfect people in my life and the example that they set and i just feel the i feel the Just hear me here, church. What, what if today Jesus wanted you to go deeper and Jesus wanted to draw you deeper into relationship with him and he wanted you to throw off the limits and the, and the other things that maybe sometimes families impose and his invitation today to you is to come to him in faith. It's to, it's to come to him and he, he asks you to do two things. He asks you to trust him. And he asks you to obey him. Trust and obey. And I think that I think the word for us is that is that we never settle for a faith or a relationship with Jesus that limits how God might want to use you today and in the days ahead. Right? The last thought, and maybe this is a little bit controversial, <laughs> is it is it is clear here that that Jesus elevates the spiritual family above his natural family or the family that he was born into. Now, please, please hear me today, church. I'm, a, I am, I'm not saying that we prioritize the spiritual family at the expense of our own family. I'm, I'm not saying that, okay? But there, is, but there is a very clear call in this passage for us from Jesus for every family and the need to prioritize your spiritual family. Parents, this is, this, this is a responsibility that in many respects falls to you, and it falls to you to set the example of what is healthy and, and what is not. Maybe, maybe, maybe just not in terms of, of, of your spiritual growth, but, but also your spiritual involvement and your involvement in your church family. This is going to be a question, I think, that's probably just a, a question of balance for everybody. Because what my family looks like is not going to be the same as what yours looks like. Okay? But here's the, here's the key thing. Where, where there is a conflict, 
between following Jesus and following what your family needs? The answer is we follow Jesus first. Let me, let, let me just ask you, ask you a question. Is there room in your family today? Is there room in this crazy post-COVID world or, or wherever we are for you to learn to prioritise your spiritual family as well? Uh, I love this quote from, um, from, from Gil Can, who is a guy that I think many of you in this church know. Um, he, he says that uh, modern Western individualism has created havoc in Christian churches Justifying the concept of a personal or private faith only and creating resistance to discipleship, growing in community and being able to receive healthy correction and advice in your life. The reality of the Christian faith is it is personal, but it is never private. God never intended a do-it-yourself lifestyle in in any area of your life. We desperately need to rediscover the concept of a church as a spiritual family where everyone plays a part, where everyone grows in relationship with Christ and where there's always room for others to join. What, is, what, is it, what does this mean for all of us? And I have, um, I guess, we, we have amended this, amended this, uh, this uh, sermon uh, because what we shared on Sunday is not what we're going to share today. We, we actually shared a story from, um, uh, I guess, a, a long-running situation in our church to actually build that sense of family, and that's not appropriate that we put that online, okay? I, but, but, but I think today, this, this question about family probably puts back, on, puts back on our hearts after the last two or three crazy COVID-affected years. It's a word in season for us that family is important, right? For many of our um, our vision meetings in recent times, a couple a couple of the a couple of the terms that really came out to us, uh, one one was family. Like it's clear that this family worked best when it was a place to belong. It's always been that, and we we have some work to maybe make it that again. The other thing that came up a lot was multi generational. So it was, it was clear that even, even though the church prioritised family, everybody mattered regardless of age. And that's, a, and, that, and that's a beautiful thing. And I guess what really surprised me about, about some of our vision meetings was, was, that the, was the amount of people who commented that, well, I don't, I don't know as many people as I like to. I don't, I don't, I don't know as many people as I should. Okay, we, we, we finished Alpha, Alpha a couple of weeks ago here, here at the church and, and one of the comments made after Alpha was, man, where, where has this sense of community been all this time, right? So it's, so it's clear that at the back end of, of this COVID, even, even though it might go on, go on for a while, that, that we as a church have some work to do in terms of this being a family again. And I wonder, that's, I wonder if that's why God's word to us at the moment about drawing us closer to him and closer to each other is actually the right one. So I said it's actually time for us to prioritise the spiritual family again in a way that works for your family. So I know that, you know that COVID continues to be a massive change of routine 
to many of you. It, it messes up our it messes up our sense our sense of community. It it mess, it mess, it just messes up a lot of things about about our routine. But here's some but here's some ideas. You know what? Can, can you make time in your schedule for a coffee with somebody who you don't know? Can you make time in your around your table around your fireplace for somebody more often than you do at the moment? Who, who is it that you can encourage to use their gifts and to use their facilities to serve this church community better? You know, did, did, you, did you know that they're in this church that there are a bunch of mums who meet regularly just to, just to share? They, they all have kids under probably, I guess, 20 and down. Um, so, they're, so they're all in that same situation. And they get together regularly just to share what God's doing to share the struggles, to, to share the joys, I guess, of that, to encourage one another and to pray. You know, in recent times, we've, we've had some prayer meetings here on a, on a Sunday, and it's really encouraging to see that God's answering some of those prayers. One of, one of those answers to prayer is that, is that in recent times, our, our creche here on a Sunday morning has, has been pretty quiet in terms of the number of kids there, and, with, and there's been a, a number of months where we've had nobody, uh, no kids under, under five in creche on a lot of weekends. We've been praying about that for a while. And it's, it, it's no surprise that when you come together and you pray, that God answers. And there's now weekends in the last month where there's eight or ten kids in there. We've had to actually recruit more people to, to help, right? So these... So, so this, so, the, so this sense of community is starting to happen again, which is a really encouraging thing. And that's why I've been pushing you for the last little while about this, uh, you know, this question of the, of the whole kingdom impact um, form. There's a form on your seat. There's a form uh, that's, that, that, that I've been emailing out regularly. And it's about asking you to contribute and asking you to, you, you to say, this, this is an area where I can, in the balance and the struggle of my life, still contribute something to what God is doing in my spiritual family. And I want to con- just, just continue to encourage you, if you're part of our church, please fill that out. I want to I know where your mission field is. I want to I know where, where it is that God has put you and who he's made you to be and how we can encourage you to, to do mission. Um, you know what, Jesus, Jesus said it best. As, as per usual, right? John, John 13, he, he simply said, I am giving you a new commandment. He said, love one another. As, as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your, your, your love for one another proves to the world that you are my disciples. Hey, hey church, God, God's talking to us there. Je- Jesus is talking to his family there and what he's saying is that, is that in this spiritual family, the, the church, he's saying that this place should be the most loving and the most welcoming and the most genuine and the most generous place on the face of the planet. And it has to look better than anything else that our world can provide. That's, that's the challenge before us. Okay? And those things are really, really hard to do from a distance. I want to I welcome you and encourage you 
in this season that, that it's time for us to come back and fight for that community again. My question is today, are you part of his family? Like, like, like do you actually know today what, what it means to, to be part of his family? Do, do you today have that life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ for yourself? If you don't, I'd, I'd love to talk to you about how you can have that. Is, is your spiritual life being limited because of other people's expectations or is there room in your family today for more of your spiritual family and what control what what contribution is it that you can make to this spiritual family being all that jesus wants it to be let's pray um (sighs) father god we we thank you for the many good things you're doing among us we thank you, God, for the fact that this, uh, this, that this church at its best is a family. And Lord, we want to pray that after, after a really crazy couple of years, that you might continue to build that sense of family and that you might continue to build that sense of connection within this church. Um, God, not just on a Sunday, but, but every other day of the week as well, in small groups and in, and in just getting together and in, and in many other areas. We want to pray, Lord Jesus, that you might raise up more people into your harvest field and that you might use people in that, in that balanced and, and common sense life to take on the roles in your church and in their community that make a difference. Um, Lord, we want to... But I want to pray today for those people who, who maybe the way that somebody else has done faith, in a sense, has limited who you want them to be. And God, I pray that you might today by your spirit break the shackles and break the, the limits that they have placed on themselves and allow them, Lord God, to go deeper with you and deeper into the person who you've called them to be. Lord, we, Lord, we pray for your, God, for your spirit to be moving powerfully amongst the lives and the people who call this church home. God, that so we, as, as that church, can share that life-giving message and that life-giving faith with the community who desperately need to know it. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Great to be, great to be with you this morning, church. And uh, God bless you wherever you are and whatever circumstances you find yourself today in um, watching today's message. I hope to see you next Sunday.